learning these and studying these parashas, starting from last week, Noyach, headed to this Shabbos, Kodesh of Lech Lecha, so we're thankfully introduced to Avram Avinu. Over the years, you, you tend to think more and more about experiences of your youth, what they did to you, how they impacted you, both positive experiences and both negative experiences. You want to process your life. You want to understand your past to continue on and to grow. We want to get ourselves. We want to be in touch with ourselves. And I thought a lot over the years what my Rebbe did for me. Here I was a youngster and at very young ages. I grew up well before I was in yeshiva by my Rebbe. I grew up that he was around. And I always was attracted to his speeches, always. He spoke Shalashudas every other week. He rotated with somebody else who's in Olam Ben And I always was very, very excited for the weeks that my Rebbe spoke. The other year was wonderful. And I was very excited for the weeks my Rebbe spoke. He energized me with his speeches. He spoke every other Shabbos at Shalashudas. Very small crowd, but a few friends of mine, and I loved it. We waited, we looked forward. He spoke when I got in high school, already he gave a shear every Arab Shabbos. And then when I got to Beis Medrash, I was like we have here, he gave a Musavad every single day, after Mencha, in the afternoon. And I think back to what I got, to what was I attracted to? What did I get? What was, what was so attractive? And I, I've narrowed it down to four main things that I feel like I got. But I want to speak only about one today, is I want to speak that what my Rebbe did to me, when I think about it, is Avram Avinu, instead of just studying the parashas, you learn Chumash, Advar Torah, Avram, because of my Rebbe, became my father. My Rebbe introduced me to Avram Avinu. He brought him alive. Avram Avinu showed up. You know, like the Zaydi, Bubby and Zaydi are coming over and you have that visit to your house. That's a big memory if you have some uncle you love and he came over for the week. Avram Avinu, Avram was the starter of our people. Avram dreamed this beautiful room full of precious people. Avram dreamed about us. Avram created this organization we're part of. This people, you're in a wonderful yeshiva. Avram Avinu dreamed of this yeshiva. He made it. This yeshiva is not anything creative. It's not anything different than Avram Avinu, than the environment that Avram Avinu wanted from a yid. 
And he dreamed about a people of loyalists. He dreamed about our people, a beautiful, beautiful people. And my Rebbe made Avram Avinu very, very real to us. And we studied Avram yearly. We always knew nuances and new ideas yearly. We never got old of it and tired of it. Until today, Baruch Hashem, I yearly find nuances in Avram Avinu that I never had before. And it pushes us to higher levels, to greater heights. And I plan together really to study about Avram Avinu. In yeshiva, just as an example, and we're not studying that now, I'm really going in a different direction today. Just as an example, the world speaks about the kindness of Avram. Avram was chesed, chesed la Avram. Avram was kindliness, to be nice to another person. We've said many times that we don't believe Avram was about being nice to Yenem. Be nice to the, be nice, be nice. It's never the model of Waterbury, be nice. Waterbury is from the great chesed places in the world, a place I believe Avram Avinu would be very comfortable, very few safe places in the world. I want to explain that our understanding of Avram wasn't he was nice to everybody. Avram was such a nice man. He was really nice to everybody. He was so nice. And had, I think it's, if you study Avram deeper, both from Torah Shebech and Torah Shebaal a much different picture emerges than a very nice guy. Because the first chesed of Avram Avinu, he's machnes oirech, he does kindness to these passerbys who are idol worshippers. They're not good dudes. They're not very good shape. They're worshipping Avodah And Avram Avinu, we take Torah very seriously. And the words of Torah very exact and very serious and not to be taken as exaggerations in any way. And the first words Avram Avinu says to these angels that are dressed as human beings and appear to Avram as idol worshippers, the first words he says to them are, Adonai, my master. He said it to one of them, referring to all of them. He said, my master. Now Avram Avinu wasn't, the Torah doesn't record things that are not completely emes. My master? They were three, so if you're a shallow person, you learn Torah, it's like an expression. Yo, you know, you, 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 I used to call at the gas stations when I went to fill up gas. So I used to say buddy when I talked to the guy. So one of my sons, we drove to a gas station, was looking for the buddy. He thought they're called buddies, the guy there. Like, it's a word, as a, he said, where's the buddy? My first wife and I first looked at each other, where's the buddy? We realized they always say buddy when I talk to the guy. He looked, he thought like the guy giving gas is called a buddy. When Avram says my master is not just a name, like some name, a cool language to use. If Avram Avinu says, Adonai, my master, it means he felt humble. He looked at the person, the Torah is very exact and emes. It means Avram looked at that person and was dazzled. He said, my master, he was dazzled. If we study Chazal, the mid of Avram Avinu was an eye in Tev, was a good eye. Avram Avinu's Mida wasn't to be nice to Yen and Nebuch. To the next unfortunate, be nice, it was to see qualities in people, to respect, to value and appreciate, to be intimidated by the next person. 
really to admire and appreciate. That is the depth of Avram's chesed. Avram Avinu's chesed was a kindness that came from somewhere. It was a kindness that came from seeing tremendous milus, from seeing the Tselem Eloikim, the massive greatness that lies in a person. That is much more precise to me. Of course, when you see amazing people, you're kind to them. It's your honor. You want to be kind. You know, when, when you do kindness for somebody, says, oh, I'm so thankful you say, my pleasure. Avram Avinu meant it, my pleasure. If a gadol comes here and we serve a gadol, so we don't have a sense of Chaim Kanievsky, you serve him, you don't have a sense of, okay, I got it. People are, are, are vying to serve him, are vying to put on his coat, are vying to drive him. If you picture that, then you're visualizing Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is, is, it's like his honor. He's waiting to do kindness for them. For the, you're amazed. He's like dazzled. What can I do for you? That's much more if you want to go into Avram Avinu and we want to go towards Avram Avinu to be like him, then you picture somebody. Did you ever have that guy in yeshiva you want to get close to? You just dig that guy. You just end him. People have it. They meet Zevi. They just, like, they're into him, and they want to, they wanna, how do I get into that cool guy? So you, 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 like, you, you do something nice, like trying to get in. That was Avram Avinu. He was so impressed and dazzled by human beings, the kindness came from a place, of course I want to get in. That's much more the depth of Avram Avinu. And what my Rebbe gave us is that he introduced us to Avram, and we studied Avram as our father. We studied Avram. In Machshava Svarim, we say every single day, Hashem is the Mogain Avram. He shields Avram. Not he shielded. He's the Mogain Avram. He's the shielder of Avram. Where is Hashem today protecting Avram? In the Machshava Svarim, all of us have a piece of Avram inside of us. And Hashem protects that piece of Avram. He not shielded Avram, he shields Avram. Avram, our people, he, he's called our father. He's called Brokhara Davoin. A son is the feet of his father. A son is the continuation of his father. The very word Av, the very word Av is spelled Aleph Bez. In Aleph, a one Bez becomes a two. He extends, and Aleph becomes a Bez. That's the very definition of Av, of somebody continuing, of somebody continuing on and Aleph becoming a Bez. One extending, one becoming two. That's the letter Aleph Bez, which spells Av. And Avram Avinu is our Av. He, Avram gave birth to our people. And my Rebbe made Avram very, very real to us. And Yitzchak and Yaakov Avinu. And as such, our job is to try to become like Avram in the words of Chazal, Chayiv Adam Leimer. Person's obligated to say, When are my actions going to become like the actions of my father? Now, if we want a visual of what Avram Avinu was, when we're little, we have a very unsophisticated view. You see a nice tent of an old man and old lady, this little tent, and Sarah and Avram were very nice people. They were massively famous in a time when people weren't famous. 
there was very little communication across the world, Avram Avinu was famous. God promised him, I will make you famous. It was a gift from Hashem. Now, why did Avram Avinu want fame? Because he wanted to spread Das Hashem. He wanted to spread awareness of Hashem. And Hashem gifted Avram with fame so he could spread his message. The Rambam and Hilchus Avoidizar will read inside, but not right now, describes Avram Avinu as affecting tens of thousands. Avram Avinu had a massive institution where he taught Torah. He had hundreds of rabbeim in the men's wing. It was blocks long. Don't picture a little tent. It was miles. It was a huge college. Countries would come to Avram Avinu to learn about Hashem. Entire countries, kings, princes, princesses. He was world famous. He had a system of belief that captured the world. He was actually a famous warrior. Avram Avinu defeated the four most powerful kings of his time in a battle. He was a massive warrior. He knew how to fight wars. He was a very, very famous, successful person. And great people came to study by Avram Avinu. And Avram Avinu impacted tens of thousands of people. Today, the equivalent percentage of the world would probably be a couple of billion people. Avram, percentage of the world would probably be equivalent to a couple of billion people he impacted. He was a massive, massive impactor on the world, Avram Avinu, tens of thousands. Sara Imenu was the Rosh Hashiva of the ladies' wing. His yeshiva had a men's wing, Avram Mikarves Anashim, Sarah Mikarves Anashim. It said Avram Avinu had over 315 Avadim. He had a massive staff that would teach Torah and would teach over his system of serving Hashem. Sarah Imenu had a massive staff of people who worked under her, and in this amazing college of teaching Das Hashem, where they taught a sophisticated system of serving Hashem, Avram Avinu operated and impacted a massive amount of the world. This great idealist Avram, who till today the world is different because of this man's existence. You go around by Goyim, most, most Goyim believe in Hashem. We are very... In a way, we're very insulated. We sit here. Most of the world, you speak to people, you sit next to a guy in the plane, of course they believe in Hashem. Avram Avinu did a very, very good job. And most, most of the world, very few Meshugayim don't believe in Hashem. They believe in the same Hashem, you and I. Most of the world believes in the Torah, by the way. Most of the world, the Torah is the best-selling book in the world. This Torah that we learn is the best-selling book. The Bacher told me it's the most stolen book in the world also. But it, the Torah, Avram Avinu did a very, very good job. Now, if I would ask you why Hashem loves Avram Avinu, what is it about Avram that Hashem loves? The answer seems to be his idealism. He brought the whole world to serve Hashem. And in one of the most amazing psukim in the Torah, in next week's parsha, not this week's parsha, it says, Kiya dativ. Hashem tells us why he loves Avram. Fascinating. Kiya dativ. Do you know why I love Avram? I would think, Hillel, because he was a massive idealist. Anybody who saw the organization he built, Hashem would say, Rav Noach Weinberg was a makar of thousands of people. Rav Miller brought a whole generation to love Hashem. If 
Hashem would say, you know why I love Reb Miller? You know why I love Reb Miller? I would say, yeah, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> he brought thousands of people to love Hashem and to understand that Hashem loves us. If you ask, why did Hashem love Avram? Because he was the great idealist who ever stepped foot on planet Earth. And he brought a whole world into the service of Hashem. Tens of thousands of people into the service. Of course you love Avram. And the Pasuk says, no. Ki dativ. Do you know why I love him? Liman asher yitzave as banav ves b'nei b'esei achrav lasei stako mishpat. You know why I love him? Because liman asher yitzave as banav ves b'nei b'esei achrav lasei stako mishpat. Because he was mechanech his family to do stako mishpat. You know why I love him? Because he was mitzave. Because he impacted his family. Even though at that point he didn't have a family, but Hashem saw he was equipped for it. Leman Hashem because he will do it. Hashem said, I love him because he's a person who will impact his family. That's why Hashem loves Avram, which is very instructive to us. With all the idealism of Avram Avinu, what Hashem liked about Avram Avinu is he's built to be, raise a good family. He is built to be mechanich and mechar of his family properly. With all his great accomplishments, what I love about him is that he's mechanich his family. He can impact and guide and elevate his mishpacha. There was a great, great rav. I know his name. I don't want to say it right now. He was a beloved rav. He was tremendously beloved. His sibir was crazy over him. And one day, there was a Shabbos, Agod, a Shabbos Shuvah Drasha. Everybody flocked for his big drasha, this great rav. People came to shul, to this great historic. A rav who was known in history as from the great Rabbanim. And he, people came to the drasha. They flocked to hear his amazing drasha to, to his precious sibir. And they come to the drush and he says, I announce my resignation. His wife and kids had gone off the derech with Askola. They had whatever, they, they had issues. And he said, if I can't be mechanich my family, I can't be a rav. And I, he quit on the spot, he left. He begged and cried, he went home. Famous rav. The Iker Avoid Hashem loves Avram Avinu with all his great accomplishments. And that's certainly important, all the accomplishments of a human being. But Hashem says, I love him because he was mechanech his family. Because he was mechanech his family. Now I want to say, Yishmol was nifter, a big tzaddik. You know why? Because he had a holy father, Avram, that's why. Yishmol was nifter, a tzaddik. Avram Avinu, I love him because he was mechanech his mishpacha. L'manashe yitzaves, bonaves, p'nei beisiach, l'asestaka mishpacha. Was Avram Avinu's kayach, his amazing kayach of being mechanech his family. I want to speak for a few minutes. I want to speak about chenach today. I'm really going to veer. I am not pretending that I'm studying it from Avram Avinu right now. I'm not. I am not studying it from Avram Avinu. I only got onto the topic of Chinuch because Hashem tells us that He loves Avram Avinu for His power to be Mechanech, His children. 
And I want to speak about Chinuch for a few minutes. We'll get back to Avram Avinu tomorrow, the next day. It looks like this Shabbos, we will not be together. Parashas Lech Lecha, difficult. So I want to get in tons of Parashas Lech Lecha. So we have Be'ez Hashem, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I want to talk a lot about Avram Avinu. For now, I want to veer a little bit onto the topic of Chinuch. Hashem loved Avram Avinu for his power of Chinuch. I want to talk about Chinuch. The Iker of Chinuch, in this yeshiva, there's a Pasuk, you can't say you went to Waterbury if you don't know the end of the Pasuk. Everybody who ever learned in this yeshiva, just the words, the end of the Pasuk, they know what you mean. So I want to welcome you to the yeshiva, and whenever the end of the Pasuk you know. On the topic of Chinuch, there's a Pasuk in Mishlei. Everybody in the world knows the beginning of the Pasuk. Very few people keep it, mind you, but everybody knows the beginning of the Pasuk, and the end is not kept. The beginning of the Pasuk on Chinuch, you know, Chinuch, Raisan and Shine spoke about this last night. The ideal of Chinuch is Vishinantam Levanecha, teach your children. Real Chinuch is a father teaches his sons. Rabbi Yeshua ben Gamla changed the game, there were reasons for this. But the real chenuch is fathers teaching their sons. That's the real chenuch. <coughs> Klal Yisrael instituted that a Rebbe takes the place, does the shlichus of a father. And a Rebbe, A Rebbe takes the place and teaches the children. Teaches banechas talmidim. But the way Hashem describes chenuch, teach your children. It's obvious that the job's a father to son because dad is unique and his son is unique. And the one who understands the uniqueness of the son most is dad. He raised him. He has his genes after all. Many, many times Bakram open up to their father. Many times. Sometimes at 10, sometimes at 15, sometimes at 40, and sometimes at 60. They open up and dad like relates to everything of the son. Dad went through the same thing. You do have the same genes often. So a dad understands the uniqueness of his child. And the Iker of Chenuch is that everybody's different. That's the Iker of Chenuch. Everybody is different. And being Mechanech, somebody according to his uniqueness, and that Pasuk that Shloim HaMelech says, in any speech on Chenuch, this Pasuk is quoted, Yonatan, People fall asleep when they hear it. Because whenever you never, when you speak, never say what you're expected to say. It's like, you never say like the standard, if you're speaking at a guest, you never, don't, you don't start the way everybody expects you to start. It's a boring way you put everybody to sleep. If you're talking on Chenach and you thunder the Pasuk, everybody knows the Pasuk on Chenach. Nobody keeps it, Kemat not. But Chanoich Lenar al Pidarkoi means each person's different. Chanoich Lenar, be Mechanich the youth al Pidarkoi according to his way. Individualized instruction, people aren't the same. I told you my son's line, I think it's brilliant, so I'm going to share with you just a little T4 in Yonatan. He stood up at the Waterbury graduation. I like this line a lot. He stood up at the Waterbury graduation, Yonatan, listen to this line. And he said, Rabbi Sai, you're all, the, the graduation was down the block from here. What's the hotel at the corner, Maish? 
the Hilton. So we had the graduation at the Hilton. Leave it to Rabbi Brownstein. He got a hold of it. It was a gorgeous graduation. And my son says, you're all sitting in this room. There are people here from Baltimore, Lakewood, people here from, from all different cities, five towns, Passaic, Muncie, Brooklyn, Inwood, whatever you want. You're here from all different places. Say so he's chilly. So my son says, he says like this. He says, look at the graduates. Everybody here, look at the graduates. We were like 86 graduates, one after another on fire, serious about Yiddishkeit. He said, what's the secret to a yeshiva that's so universally successful? 86 graduates, all serious about Hashem. Such uniformity, such uniformity. Everybody's the same. They're all on fire. He said, I want to explain it to you. He said, you're all at this graduation from different cities. You know why you ended up in the same room? Because you got different directions. If we gave the same directions to the people from Five Towns, the people to Baltimore, you'd end up in different places. You're only in the same place because you got different directions. He said that if you have diverse direction, then you have uniform result. Diverse directions equals uniform results. Because you got different directions, you're at the same place. He says uniform direction, if we give you the same directions, then you have diverse results, then you're up in different places. He says in a secular school where you're all given the same directions, people end up in different places. This one's from, this one's off the derech. This one's here. Because they all got the same direction. Uniform direction, diverse results. Diverse direction, uniform results. People are different and need different instruction and different plans and different directions to get to the same destination, to be an Eved Hashem. Universe, everybody's different. It has to be different. So that Pasuk on Chinuch, everybody knows. Unfortunately, very few people know the end of the Pasuk. And everything in this yeshiva is built the end of the Pasuk. And whenever we say, I want a guy to wake you up, Yonatan, in the middle of your sleep, the end of the Pasuk, and you could just spit back. Ask around in the world, what's the end of the Pasuk? I challenge you, big beards. Most people say, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some guy knows Mishlei by heart. Most people don't know the end of the Pasuk. Now, it happens to be, you're not even allowed to say you're here for Pasuk, but you're supposed to know the end of the Pasuk, and this is a very important end to know. And the end of the Pasuk is huge on a system of Chinuch. The end of the Pasuk is as follows. By the way, youngsters can be manipulated. With a lot of manipulation, I can get more 10th graders to come to davening than come. All different tricks of manipulation. So why don't we do it? We'd have a fuller davening. It would look much better for Waterbury. There are many tricks we can do to get more here. Many, many tricks. Such a stupid yeshiva that we don't do more tricks to get more guys to come. What a ridiculousness. If you think Chenuch is the results of right now, there are fathers that describe, I'm going to say, I'm going to give an example that's very sad. I do not say this, I do not say this at any which way like making fun. 
I say it tragically, and I say it to give us all a direction of the own chenach of our children. There are fathers who verbalize that I, I brought my son stood next to me all the years. All the years by davening, and now he's not from her. I, I don't get it. He was mamish right next to me. Another father, I learned with him for years. We learned together for years. Now he doesn't look at learning. I don't get it. They're shocked. They're shocked. And the sad reality, the sad reality, the goal of Chenuch is the long term. Maishi knows Maishi is an amazing marathon runner, incredible marathon runner. Now a good marathon runner, he's a victorious marathon runner. And Maishi knows that to run a marathon, if you're observing a marathon, and you watch early, like, hey, my gosh, the guy's winning. Like, he's not winning. If you watch the guy, yeah, one lap in, he's very far in front. The guy is starting to, like, you could see him, like, lean long. He's, like, totally, he's no longer in those neat, beautiful strides. And he has four more laps to go. He might be in the front. He's going to lose. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. There's a whole way you to run a marathon. A guy races out to a quick early lead. If you don't know marathons, he's winning. If you know marathons, not, in the NBA, if you watch an NBA game and you know how to watch a game, you could see a team winning by four, and you know not they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose by like 40. Because they're like 10 for 10 on threes, and they're up by four. If you ever watch a bad team go like nine for nine on threes, we've played games in, in, in varsity games. We've been up and we've been down like this. We went nine for 11 in the first half. We're up by six. We're going to get clocked because you don't go nine for 11. <coughs> it never happens. And you don't want to be up by six having gone nine for 11 from threes. If you're watching the game, they're scoring pretty easily and we're like unconscious. We're not going to lose. We're going to lose by probably 20. You know, a league game. If your team goes out of control first, you just don't miss a three. You're literally, you're eight for 11 from threes in the first half and you're up two. You might be in trouble. Now, if you're an unsophisticated observer of the game, we're up two. It's very nice. You're excited. You were eight for 11 from three. You're not going eight for 11 second half. Do you realize you have no capacity to earn easy buckets? You're not, you have no offensive flow. You're going to lose, not by a little. You're going to lose by 25. I like predicting these things. I like noticing these patterns. If you're watching the game, it's true they're up to. True point, very true point. But they're 8 for 11, 3, and they do not have a good offensive flow. And I promise you, they're not staying at an 8 for 11 clip. Nobody ever does. It would be one in a million game. It's not what happens. So when you go more the second half, you were 4 for 12 from 3, and they're still getting the easy buckets, working it in, posting it. So you have to now to watch a game that lasts for 40 minutes. It's not a 10-minute game. You have to now to watch a marathon. <clears throat> a guy sprinted out to a big lead. He's not winning the race. A guy has a good pace. He knows what he's doing. The ikker of chenuch is to know gam The goal is when he's 20, 40, 90, this is going to be with him. 
How many times am I called? He was the best guy in his yeshiva. And all of a sudden, he's not, he was depressed. He was sad. I'm, he wasn't happy. It was nothing that was built to last. Yes, human, and how many times the story, he pushed too hard. You manipulated some good behavior. He was a ninth grader. He was in sixth grader, and you got him. He was competing for that to be that good the champion of the world. And all of a sudden, he became not from. You didn't give him any of the base of what he needed, of the real things, of all the inside things he needed to sustain a life of service of Hashem. The goal of Chinuch is Gam ki That's the end of the Pasuk. Even when he's old, he won't lose its sustainability. That it will last, that it will stay. That this is what he'll choose and he'll want. We have ages, every single guy here, Be'ezer Hashem, is going, Be'ezer Hashem, everybody here should have beautiful children. And you're going to have the opportunity, X number of years, they're going to live in your house. And you have a mitzvah called chenuch. You have a mitzvah called chenuch. What is that mitzvah? Now you have some control over the kids when you were little. Chenuch is not the control. Now there are control and you use your control. Your kid is eight, get him to bed, to sleep, son. But that's not the base of chenuch. A mother who's a single mom, who has a 16-year-old son who's four times her size, has the chi of chenuch. She doesn't have much control over him. He's bigger, stronger, tougher, and makes his own money. So she can't even tell me, well, he makes a lot. He got a tax rebate, for heaven's sake, and disability, and, well, workers' camp, whatever he does, have got, he's a rich guy. So you don't have control, you don't have, you don't have anything. You don't have anything, yet you still have the mitzvah of chenuch. And the Iker of Chenuch, the Iker of Chenuch is to give over a Yiddishkeit that's beautiful, that's enticing. And this kid, when he's older, Shabbos is going to be beautiful because you are capable of generating a beautiful Shabbos. Torah is going to be learned because Torah is beautiful. Tefillah, the Iker of Chenuch is to create an environment and through a lot of work on yourself to create an environment that's beautiful that causes that this child's going to choose Yiddishkeit because it's so precious. Shabbos is glorious. Yomtev, by, by working a lot on ourselves, a lot on our Midas Tevis, working on Kass, working on all different Midas that we're capable of raising home, of having Savlanus with our wife, of having tremendous Ava Vareyas, that the home is a wonderful place. That's the Ikra Avoida. The Ikra, there's a Yid Rev Aryeh who's related to Aaron, is a great uncle of Aaron Metz. And Rev. Aryeh told me he's observed many gedolim and many tzaddikim. He said gedolim come from calm homes. He said, I've seen gedolim's parents amaratzim. I've seen gedolim parents who were tzaddikim. The main thing is it was a calm home. Ruyig, he called it. And Yiddish calm. The main is to create a wonderful environment. That's the main avoida because then all that's precious, the child will choose as best as possible that it's a wonderful environment. So Tyrus, I just spoke on the way here this morning to a father who his son went through different, different stages. I said it was no surprise today he's so tired. 
Your home was beautiful. Of course, one day he was going to come back to that. He's not a stupid. People aren't stupid. How wouldn't he come back to that? Your home was a wonderful place. Okay, he was looking. He was searching. He said, a human being searched. That's the essence of a human. But of course, he was going to come to it. What he saw was magnificent. What he saw was beautiful. And as such, the end of the Pasuk is very important in Chenach, that Gam ki yazkin all of Chenach is to give something that's beautiful, that in old age and as the years go on, the person will choose it. Now, like any truth, it can be misused. People could say, you know, trust the process is a statement that bad general managers want to excuse like four law seasons. Trust the process. You know, can't say trust that we're not doing anything. So saying gam kiyazkin could be abused. It could be, oh, we're shooting for the long term. You can't ignore now in shooting for the long term. It's, of course, any truth can be abused. But in a, in a positive, beautiful way, doing things that cause the long haul. That father who said, I learn with my son all the time. Why is he where he is? Because it was stressful when he learned. It was horrible. It was horrible. You're right, you learn with him. But you were stressed out. He was stressed out. Yeah, he sat there like a good boy. But there's going to be, when, the second he's free, he's going to run away from it. Yes, he sat by you by davening. It was miserable. It wasn't a pleasant, wonderful experience. So the father's like, Shaq, he sat next to me for years. Yup. They're looking like, it's so sad, they're looking who the problem is. And tragically, dad, it was you. It was miserable sitting next to you. It was stressful and strained. And of course, he wants something different. The Iker of Chenech is Gam Kiyazkin Layasser, to hand something beautiful that even in old age, this is what he's going to want. As such, all of us have a mission to make our homes. Hashem is so kind. The day we're married, there's no children in the house. It takes time to have children. And Hashem's so kind, a husband and a wife. I was talking literally two phone conversations on the way here. I was talking to a younger man. And we were talking that before the arrival, it's normal. Shana Rishayna. There are things to work out. And people, Shana Rishayna is a beautiful year and a difficult year. Two people are learning each other. It's more, more tumultuous. Your job is that child, when he comes, should come into a delicious environment. Wonderful. It should be a wonderful. We have such a precious Messiah to hand that child. Of course, the backdrop has to be calm, has to be beautiful, has to be, the, in the words the Gemara and Gittin, a word, person should always give the religious instruction his house. Sarach lememrinu b'nichusa. You have to say it calmly. In order that your words are listened to. If it's said calmly and pleasantly, then the words are listened to. And the job is to create a place of pleasantness as much as possible. In every way possible to create a pleasant, wonderful place. So the great ideals that are Yiddishkeit can be handed. So that is a simple idea. We have to work on our midas of savlanus, of patience, of understanding, of ava, being a big person, very much in control of ourselves. If our midas are out of control, then we're not going to raise a very beautiful home. The home's a stressful place. The home has challenges. Your son said this, your wife said, and you become a person who works on himself, who learns tremendous givura, tremendous strength, to not go after every whim that you want. You become a disciplined, developed person who's then able to have a wonderful home. 
a wonderful home. A really, I saw a bacher who on the court tends like me to get very, to get very, you know, feisty. I saw today, like something happened and I saw a gvura. I saw a child who's going to be that much from her. I watched it today and I saw from children. I observed in a basketball tournament today, I saw from kids born. I mamish, I comes to me a mazel tov. I have from nephews today. I mamish saw from kids. Mamish, I observed the from mishpacha today because I saw a guy who threw tremendous work on himself. Be kaivish, so I saw from kids. The same, it's all the same midas. And a person has to develop a home of calmness, of tranquility and beauty because we have such important things to hand to our children. And of course, if you have these values... So that is a truism, Rabbi Say, and a topic of Chenech. But there's really something deeper. And what I want to say deeper to the guys, the hour's late, and we must, must get to Second Seder. But what I want to say just deeper and simpler, when we describe creating a good, good associations, so make it pleasant, make it nice, make sure your house is full of love. So we're describing the background necessary to hand Shabbos, and tefillah, and Torah. So that's the superficial way of viewing things, and that's true. That superficial point is true. But I want to say deeper to everybody here on the topic of Chenach. It's a complete truism that all those calmness and beauty and tranquility are pashat mechoyiv to be there in order to facilitate, to give over the Yiddishkeit. But what I want to say, Rabbi Say, is much, much deeper and much more true. That's very manipulative. So I'm making sure my house, Shabbos, is, make sure to have fruity pebbles on Shabbos. See your kids like Shabbos. And it's true. Do that. You better have fruity pebbles in your house. And buy yourself fruity pebbles. My, I owe my mother so much. We did not have sweet cereal during the week. I'm so thankful. Honeycomb and fruity pebbles with a Shabbos Kodesh. So wonderful of my mother that she did that because today I love Shabbos because of that. So for sure do that. But there's a deeper point. And the deeper point is that Hashem in His Torah and Mitzvahs is trying to produce a certain person. Every yeshiva through its system is trying to produce a certain guy. Waterbury, it's no question about it that we want each person to be unique. Everybody has their own strengths. Everybody has their own direction. But the goal of an authentic, beautiful idealist, there's a picture of a type of person, a sincerity, an honesty, a comfortness, a secure person. These would all be words of what we're trying to produce. There's a type. The Torah is not just a dry set of laws. Hashem is producing a person. We're going to sing Lag Ba'imer way into the year. And we're going to sing about a eulogy of Rav Shem Ba'yechai. I always was like so moved. It's one of the most amazing things I ever heard about a human being. What a eulogy. It says, Nasa Adam Nemar Bavurecha. When God said, let us make man, he was thinking about you. That's cool. Every yeshiva says, Nasa Adam. Who? Every yeshiva, you opened the place, you were picturing a certain person. You know what it means to say on a bacher, when we said, Nasa Adam, we were thinking about you. This is what we were picturing. 
powerful thing. Every every parent has a nasa adam. Let he says to his wife, "Let's create a certain person." The Torah creates a certain person. It's not a dry set of rules. The Torah, if you actually know the word we call for a person who learns Torah is a ben Torah, is one of the coolest words. We're so used to words. You know the word ben ben Torah. He's a line made Tyra. He's a Ben Tyra. A Ben means he's a son of the Tyra. Means Tyra produced him. Rev Hirsch says the very word Tyra comes from the word Hara, which means to conceive. To be Hara, a Tyra means she conceived to give birth to. The Tyra gives birth to the Ben Tyra. Tyra is not a dry set of laws. Tyra produces a certain type of person. When we describe to create the proper environment, so it's like a manipulation as a, make sure Shabbos is sweet, because you try. The real deeper point is a true keeping of Tyra creates a tranquil, calm. You're breaking the very Tyra. You're not living according, the, the book is not a dry book, a dry set of laws that you give over to your kids a set of laws. The laws produce a person, a person who's true to the laws. If you're ripping another person, I know Asdvarim, it's an Isidaraisa to rip people. Kas is Asr, Kolakoyis, Kolmine Gehenim Sholtenboy. Kas is Russia, Kigoyva Apoy, Enelikim Kolmazimaisav. When we describe a person, living a certain lifestyle, it's not just a manipulation in order to facilitate learning Torah, it's actually you're true to the very Torah that you want to hand over. A calmness, midas taivas, these are all basics of li- living a Torah lifestyle. These are all ideals and values that are all over Chazal, that are all over the Torah Taisha. Rev Shach, the great Rev Shach, who was the Rashiva of Panovich, Rev Shach said on himself, Rev Shach, the Helder Rev Shach, who was the, led Klal Yisrael, he was the he was the he was the leader of Klal Yisrael. He led the Jewish people. If you want to know what he was about, my mother had a quote from Rev Shach on our fridge for many many years, probably for over a decade. Had a quote on the fridge said, "Kol yamai vitarti, all my life I gave in to my wife." Kol Yamin, he lived, he lived 100 years. That's a long... He said, Kol, listen to this quote. Kol Yamai Vitarti, all my life I gave in. Va'af pam le'ev sadati, and I never lost from it. That's what he said on himself. Kol Yamai Vitarti, va'af pam le'ev sadati. These are values of Torah. It's not just manipulations in order to be able to give over the Torah. These are simple values that the Torah itself demands of us. When one studies Torah, and certainly we try to study, and certainly we're going to study about Avram Avinu, and learn part of Torah's Mesechtas Avos, the Mesechta of learning the Anhagos of our fathers, it's part of Torah. Avos is in Shisha Sidre Mishnah. It's in Shisha. And a matter of fact, Avos starts, Moshe Kibbal Torah Mesinai, Mesorul Yeshua, Yeshua Zakenim. It starts with Messiah. Part of Messiah's Hatayra, the Midas Taivas. It's not a side point, good Midas. It's not a side. So when we describe more than manipulations, you're actually creating a Taira environment. When we 
talk about having a tranquil, calm, beautiful home. What we're saying is, don't just teach Tyra, showing a living example of how Tyra is lived. Create an environment of Tyra. So it's not just a manipulation of I want them to like Shabbos. No, no, no. I'm teaching ideals and values and mitzvah satayra. So a little chiddush, if you want to teach mitzvah satayra, make sure that that which the mitzvahs and all the Torah is trying to produce, live with the person that the Torah and mitzvahs are trying to produce. So I wanted to say this to us all. Hashem loved Avram Avinu because the chinuch of his family. All of us should strive to work on ourselves. To have midas taivus, savlanus, patience, eye in taiv, a powerful good eye, a, 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 a world where we respect our wives, being mechabed in isha, giving tremendous cover to an isha. It's easy to find flaws. It's easy to knock. It's easy to put down with that which you're accustomed to. See, Milus, create a beautiful place. Create a tranquil home. We have too many valuable and important things we want to give to our children. The greatest person who started our people, Avram, was loved because he was mechanich his family. We need to create that environment that allows us to be mechanich our families. That's the ikar of chinuch. Because the chinuch is a chinuch that causes, of course, the kids going to be shamish Shabbos. Shabbos was stunning. Shabbos was magnificent. Of course, the kid's going to learn Torah. To learn, it's better you learn less with your kid, but it's delicious. The memories of the say, they're beautiful. Make Yom Toivim should be wonderful. Yom Toivim should be wonderful. Gam So that, even in old age, of course, the kid will choose it. So that is our mission, the statement of us all. Remember the end of the Pasuk. The Iker of Chin, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You could do things that today the kid, everybody in shul will be so impressed. Whoa, look, his kids neatly sit around them. Yeah, they're not going to be from in a few weeks. <laughs> they felt good for those few weeks. It was great. Gam menu. The goal is when the kid's 20, 30, 50, 70, that it should last, built to last. So that has to be the thoughts of our Chinuch. Of course, to do such a Yiddishkeit, the home has to be tranquil and nice and pleasant in any way and as best as we can orchestrate that. Hashem sends challenges. What? It's highly unlikely. I can't, you can never say impossible. People have choice. But at least if we're doing it, that would be the Iker task. Now, the deeper point is we have to live al Torah. That deeper point I wanted to say as well but at least let's get the first point. Let's go to second. Seri Ashkari Chaboyz.